Hey everyone, I'm David Goldberg with Sarah McGoldrick, and welcome to another episode of Media Gold, a podcast by the Gold Clover Group. Uh, before we get started, um, let's just talk a little bit about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55, Tampa Bay, Kansas City, uh, February 6th. And, um, you know, the one thing people look forward to, a lot of people look forward to more than the actual game itself, besides the food, is uh, the commercials, of course. Indeed. And, um, you know, there's going to be a few big names missing who usually bring uh, the biggest, baddest uh, commercials to the Super Bowl each year that everybody looks forward to. Um, most notably, probably uh, Budweiser. Um, they're going to advertise some other brands, but they said they're not going to do like a big ad for, you know, the Bud Light brand, the big one. And, um, you know, and if you talk to experts, they'll say, you know, it's probably because they're pulling out um it's not worth taking the risk in the pandemic. You know, you don't want to come across as, you know, not hitting the tone, somber tone that a lot of people are feeling right now. Even though everyone's sitting at home drinking. Yeah. Well, we're drinking away the pain (laughs) (laughs) and other people have uh, jumped on board. Coke, Pepsi, Audi, avocados from Mexico. Um, They're all sitting out the game doing the same thing. Um, you know, just too risky, they say, in these uh, unprecedented times. Uh, what do you think, Sarah? I, I think, I, I mean, I don't blame them. I mean, companies like Coke and Pepsi in particular, I mean, people are spending a lot more time at home. Groceries are very much on people's mind. I don't think uh, people are not buying uh, those drinks, same with alcohol. Um, avocados, hey, everyone's, they're cooking at home, right? So, yeah, and you make guac. <laughs> and I had a friend who just bought an Audi, so... I think people are, are shopping anyway. They're buying patterns, maybe changing. They may be buying a little bit less or concentrating on very specific things. Um, but I think these companies are right. Their advertising dollars right now could be used in very, very different ways. They could be used towards, you know, helping fund maybe COVID research or, you know, donating to some food banks, you know, the whole Bernie mitts situation we all saw that bernie sitting in his chair and what what does bernie do right away he just puts that online so you can buy a sweater and the money goes to the vermont food bank and they've made a ton of money so far i haven't heard an exact figure but i know he was talking to the teacher who made the mitts right and uh he told her that they had raised a lot of money and she couldn't say how much yet, but we'd find out eventually, but it's going to be lots. So I think people's priorities are just a little bit different now. They want to see their money going towards good and not just, you know, lining the pockets of a big corporation. Oh, and I should mention, um, I don't know about the other ones, but at least Bud, they said they're going to take that money they would have spent on that ad and they're going to pour it into some, uh, vaccination awareness campaigns in the u.s so yeah so that's good and then before um get to the topic of the day sorry had an awesome idea you were saying that they should have given um you know this chance these windows to like a small business or something absolutely i think the the super bowl really missed the mark here and i don't want to tell the super bowl how to do their thing they've been going for like you said 55 years but i think this was a chance where maybe the super bowl could have ask small businesses or encourage, you know, some of those mom and pops to maybe make their own commercial, do a TikTok style even, and then just shown them, named a winner and let, you know, that one ad be featured or, you know, combine them and maybe do a whole segment on different um, small businesses and give them the 
promotion that they so desperately need because they're the companies that are hurting the most right now. NFL, you heard it here. Hire this Mm -hmm. woman. Hire this woman. She has great (laughs) ideas. Small town girl with small town ideas. <laughs> I'm 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 on the Bernie train the whole let's give back to the community. <laughs> oh yes, excellent. The female Bernie Sanders, everybody. Yeah, yep. <laughs> um okay, so today uh we're kind of talking we're talking about media attention, and that's kind of the topic of what we're doing today. Uh it's not how to get a commercial in the NFL. That just requires a lot of money. Um Indeed. we're talking about um how to get your story. Uh, your brand, your event noticed by the media. Um, I have to say, uh, you know, I think Sarah knows too because both of our backgrounds are in journalism and media. Um, you know, we get like 100 press releases a week. Um, I'll be honest, I scan a lot and I will delete things before even opening them, just sometimes based on the title. Um, so that's kind of like my first thing is, you know, make it make it, uh, you know, suck the user in, um, make it memorable, put a lot of thought into it. Have a great hook. Exactly. Have that hook. I mean, journalists, producers get, like you said, hundreds of pitches thrown at them. And if it's not something that's really going to reel people in, then they're, they're not going to look at it either. So you've got to make sure that the story is compelling um, that it's relevant to the market that the, the, the newspaper or the television station or, you know, whoever you're reaching out to is in, is it going to actually interest their readers, viewers, listeners? Um, and if it doesn't, they're, they're going to say no. So you've got to make sure that what you're, you're putting out there is, is going to, you know, be worthy of watching and listening to. Yeah. And, um, the one thing, you know, a lot of people are just trying to sell, obviously, oh, everybody's trying to sell something, but Mm -hmm. a lot of people send out press releases and they think that, oh, Hey, I represent, you know, this major chain hardware store and we want to come in and do a segment on how to deck out your kid's dorm room. Um, and you know, in the media, we're trying to make money too. So our first thought is, well, why would I give you like a six minute free advertisement on national TV um, when I could be getting more money from you, you know, pay for play, which obviously happens all the time. Um, but you also don't want to come across as a sold show. So these media things are looking for great stories to tell, but they don't want to just be a platform, a free platform or, you know, welcome mat for your brand. Exactly. They can't be, it can be obvious advertising. Yeah, so you got to offer them uh, something good. Um, so let's just go back a bit to like the etiquette of sending uh, your press release. Um, and you can tell pretty quickly when it's just this like form um, that they filled out and they've just slotted your name, especially when uh, they forget to change the name. I've had that happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the wrong name of the publication, the wrong name of the show, uh, wrong name of the person it's addressed to. Um, you want to include as much information as possible. So they're not left scratching their heads wondering, is it a scam? Are these people legit? Um, you know, and just including as much multimedia as you can possible photos, videos, uh, links, you know, you're trying to get that person to, uh, be so interested. They're actually now doing their own, uh, research, but you're serving it up to them. Exactly. Like you, you essentially want to do all their work for them. There was nothing I loved more as a journalist in my newspaper days when someone would send in the press release, the photo, or, you know, whatever clip 
was relevant to what they were talking about. So all I had to do was, yeah. you know, because we're always on a tight deadline. And for things like this that tend to be a little more ad based, we can't devote as much time to it as we would, you know, a more major story. Mm-hmm. So the, much, the more information you can provide to the journalist or the producer, the more apt they're to say they're apt to say yes because you've just made their job that much easier. You've you've filled you know thirty extra seconds they've had on a show that they needed to plug, or you filled some empty space in a newspaper that they needed to you know block some some content for. So whatever you can do to make that easier for them, you know, just make it so they can't say no. And include that information, and you're more apt to uh, see them use it. Yeah, that like, and you, you know, include like a really the really good like human interest hook that you can picture them using as like you know a tease or or headline. Um, I recently did some work for another client, and um, they had like some partnerships with different food banks across the Canada, uh, and I was doing a press release for them. And um, I was like listening to them talk about their experience striking up these partnerships. And they're like, oh, yeah, we talked to like this one woman. And she says, um, you know, it's a company that uh, donates masks um, for every mask you buy on their website. They donate a mask to people in need at food banks, people who use food banks, people who work at food banks. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's so sad. Like we see some families come in here and they say like they have to share like two reusable masks between a family of five. Uh, Mm Because they can't afford like those cloth masks. So I said, okay, well, let's put that in the story. And, you know, it got picked up by um, one major uh, media chain in Canada uh, two days later um, because, you know, had that gut punch. Mm -hmm. Well, and it was relevant. People are all dealing with, you know, masks right now. So you've made it relevant. And, um, you know, and one thing I always push to people, I feel like kind of silly when I say it, they're like, how do I get, how do I get my thing noticed? How do you get people to pay attention right about me? And they say like, get a big name. And I know that sounds like ridiculous. They're like, oh, what am I going to do? Am I going to pay? You know, I don't have like half a million dollars to pay a big celebrity. Um, you can seek out like smaller, I won't call them, you know, like local celebrities uh, and mm-hmm. things like that. People in the community um, where you're trying to uh, sell your business, um, who people really look up to. And, you know, that person, if you're doing something for charitable work, they might do it for free um, or they may be willing to, you know, get a more reasonable um, reimbursement for uh, using their name and everything. So it's something worth exploring. Well, and everyone has a passion, too. A lot of celebrities might be into um, helping uh, those who in need of food or those in need of housing. And if what you're doing can somehow hook into that interest they're more likely to say, yeah, I don't mind helping you on this project, especially if it's charitable, um, you know, count me in sort of thing. And and then that way you're able to attach them to your project and get some extra media attention. Yeah. I mean, you never, if you don't ask, you'll never know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you're trying to like, you can like tweet out or, you know, post on Facebook, your press releases. And um, instead of like an email never hurts to just get that extra layer of visibility and and tag these people uh on social media so it's showing up in their feeds they pay people to troll these feeds uh people casually do them uh also just the general public um will see that this newspaper they follow is tagged in this particular post uh like i said you're just increasing your chances of exposure well and take advantage of your social media tools you never know who's following you there's a a facebook page that i like to follow in Toronto called Weird Toronto. Uh-huh. And they just post bizarre pictures or just, you know, Toronto's a very interesting city. And, you know, th- this is the place to go see the weird and wonderful of Toronto. 
And there are, there's at least one news organization, um, online news organization that follows them and like guaranteed they, we're Toronto posts a picture of something odd that they've seen. And like two days later, that news agency has done a little article on it. That's awesome. You know, so don't assume that people aren't watching you be confident in what you post and be willing to, uh, you know, share a lot. Because, you know, again, it's it's making it easier for for news agencies to to share your your story. If, if they're already following you and you've put it out there, all they have to do is, you know, copy that that story, copy that picture mm-hmm. and, and boom, you've got the attention that you want. Yep. Serve it up on a silver platter. Pretty much. Um, and then, uh, you know, like I said, um, sometimes things even get deleted without too much uh, second thought. Um, so, you know what? It's okay to follow up once, a courtesy. People are swamped. People are busy. Uh, I got to follow up. You know, I'd say like out of like all the emails I send, probably about at least half of them always require a follow-up email before I get the answer I want. So it doesn't hurt to do a follow-up, you know, but don't keep uh, badgering people um, and don't start getting angry. And if people just outright reject you, don't respond rudely, uh, don't burn that bridge just because uh, you never know when you want to try and work with these people again. Just respect the fact that this particular outlet or whatever wasn't interested uh, in what you had to offer this time, but it doesn't mean they won't be uh, next time. So just cultivate those relationships, keep it professional. Yeah, cultivate those positive relationships. Yes. <laughs> um, you know, and, and be willing, you know, like if if you run a, a little baking business or something like that, you know, buy their love. Send them some free samples or, you know, something that so that they can see, you know, a tangible of what you're doing. It's hard to ignore when a pretty package lands on your desk with your name on it. You know, you're going to open it. You're going to have a look. And, you know, it, it, it makes that more deeper connection between your brand and and the, the people you want to help, you know, get your message out. So, you know, as long as you keep it professional and, you know, build those relationships, attend the events where some of those um, people you want to reach out to might be, you know, so that they get to know who you are person to person, then then always stay positive and always be willing, you know, to take rejection. But I mean, if your if your business is growing, it's also changing. So what you might be pushing now, uh, you know, it might not be relevant, but six months down the line, when you've got a new product or, you know, a new service, that sort of thing, it may be relevant then it may fit mm-hmm. into, a, you know, a theme, you know, it could be, you know, a breast cancer awareness month and you offer, you know, driving services for people going to treatment or something like that. So, you know, think about the broader picture and where you might even fit into uh, a, an overarching, you know, production calendar, or editorial calendar. And, and, you know, again, instead of being angry when they say no, try and find the spot where you might fit later. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, just don't don't give up. Um, and know your stuff. Uh, be ready to talk about it. Um, somebody might come out of the blue. You might have sent something like three weeks ago, and all of a sudden you hear somebody uh, calls you up, sends you an email, and says, I want to talk about this right now. Uh, be ready to go. Um, just show your enthusiasm. Uh, be excited. Yeah, exactly. Because, you, I mean, there were many times where we had to fill space when I worked for newspapers or, you know, there's different, um, you know, how often have you needed a news story where, you know, you have, again, 
a minute, two minutes you need to fill and you call somebody up and say, hey, we got your press release. You know, it's 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 wintertime. You've built a, a rink in your backyard. We want to do, you know, a two minute spot from your yard, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're on our way. Then you've got to be ready to go and and be willing to, you know, talk about what you've done and in, invite them in. Don't 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 create a long chain of contact either, because there's many times where, you know, someone has sent us a press release and fine, you contact them and you say, hey, I'd love to interview about this. Um, can I speak to so and so? And it becomes, you know, like days and days of, oh, well, his calendar is filled and he's not available right now. It's like, that's not how it works. If you, because you're only creating animosity at that point. If, yeah. if the journalist or whoever needs to chase you to get the information that they need, they are not going, they're not going to do it. They're just going to say, forget it. There's somebody else who's got just as interesting a story and they're ready to go now. I'm going to go with them. Absolutely. Um, well, we hope you found these tips helpful. We've got some insider uh, knowledge. Good luck with your press releases, folks. <laughs> um, and as always, if you have any more questions about this or anything else has to do with uh, digital marketing, social media, production, whatever, uh, send us your questions, www.goldclovergroup.com or find us on social media on all the channels at Gold Clover Group. And don't forget to catch us every Wednesday wherever you listen to your podcasts.